You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Titans are staring a full rebuild directly in the eyes. Find out why. And plenty more on this week's episode of Talking Titans. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. What's going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of Talking Titans. Joined always by my two co-hosts, Jared and Vin. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Doing good, doing good. Feeling a little better than you might be at the moment with free agency, but we'll, we'll get into that. Yes, we certainly will. Absolutely. Uh, let's not waste any time. We have a excellent, excellent guest on. Uh, let's just bring him right in. Mr. Cameron Wolf, you might know him from NFL Network, covering the National Football League. He also covered the Titans from 2017 to 2018. Mr. Wolf, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you guys? Excellent, excellent. Yeah, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, obviously, so much is going on right now in the league between the combine, the draft, free agency. I know you're running all over the place. So to take a little time out to talk to us, we, we deeply appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love Titans fans. It's crazy. Um, when I covered the team, 17, 18, I didn't know a lot about the fan base, but you learn how much they care about the Titans and they know ball. And I appreciate that. Fan bases are not always like that. I got a lot of fair weather fan bases who, who don't want to talk the ins and outs of the, of the sport. And so I, I felt like I, when I covered the Titans, I got to talk more X and O's and, and true ball than any other team. And so uh, I always will talk Titans any day. Absolutely. Definitely a vocal bunch on Twitter, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we like to think that we represent the loudest of the loud. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just to, to jump right into it, um, obviously, there, there's been a lot of roster moves, um, at least with our team specifically. Um, I just want to hear, first off, like what your impressions were uh, so far of like Rand Carthon, new general manager of the Titans, and uh, just sort of, you know, what do you foresee him, his success in the NFL, you know, being a first-time NFL GM? Yeah, it's crazy. I actually know Rand uh, personally. I've known him for probably the last three or four years, kind of through the industry. Um, you know, he, he lives out here in South Florida in the offseason. His family um, kind of grew up in this area. And so I've met with him several times for, like, lunch in the offseason. We talk on the phone. And so I, I know and have a relationship with him. So I may be a little bit of bias just kind of from my time there. But, um, you know, talking with people throughout the league, they've said that he has been ready 
for this opportunity for a while. And so I'm excited to see how he builds this team. Um, this part is never fun as a fan. You know, you're all the, the fun part is when you're winning playoff games. And and so when you start a new regime and you get rid of players that you fell in love with, like Taylor Lewan and Ben Jones and all the question marks is what's going to happen with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tanner. That's not the fun part of the offseason. You want to hear about, hey, who am I adding? Why we're going to win a Super Bowl this year? And so I, I think that this part will he won't get gain a lot of fans with because he's tearing down to build up to what. Uh, his vision of the roster is his vision of Mike Vrabel's vision of the roster. And um, I think what you're seeing right now is they're signing players who um, are, have not had the full opportunity to be the guy, but they will get that opportunity here. You know, you see guys like Arden Key, who hasn't been a full-time starter anywhere, but he was a very good player in Jacksonville the last couple of months of the season. Doug Peterson like raved about him. Every time I was down there in Jacksonville, he raved about Arden Key. You know, they signed a lot of guys like that. Andre Dillard, guy who hasn't been a starter um, at left tackle in Philly, but best offensive line in football, trapped behind Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson. Now he gets that opportunity here. So we're going to see a lot of that. They get to clean up their cap situation. They get younger. And so this year is probably going to be a transition year. But I think that it, people may go a little bit overboard on the, hey, this team is going to be a full rebuild. It's going to take two or three years. I don't know if it'll take that long. I think that they'll build on the on the fly, and uh, I'm excited to see what the finished product is. Now, going into it, Rand, you said, you know, Rand's taking over as GM. He has a, a lot going on right now with his, with his draft coming up. Um, you were at the Combine, just like our sick team was at the Combine. Um, you've seen a lot of prospects. Um, for the offensive line, who do you think is the best – prospect coming out in this year's draft. I know our guys met with Paris Johnson. He said he um, he met with the Titans. He had a great meeting. So in, in your eyes that you were there, who, who's the best, best prospect for us at 11, you think? Yeah, I love Paris Jones for them. you got to figure out that offensive line. And so whether it's finding out if, if he's their left tackle, your right tackle, whatever it is, you need a guy you can trust on that offensive line uh, for 10 years. And so I definitely like Paris Jones, uh, Project Jones um, from, from Georgia. Uh, the, the tackle there. I like him as well. Another big guy who, you know, maybe a year, um, he can be a guy you can really trust long-term at that position. And so I think they're at a good spot at 11. The cool thing about the top of the draft is quarterbacks always rise higher than, 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 than they're supposed to. And so you're probably going to see four quarterbacks go in the top 10, maybe even the top five. You're going to see a few defensive players. And so the Titans could be sitting there at 11 and maybe have their choice of their favorite offensive tackle if they choose to go that route or their favorite receiver if they wanted to double dip and go that route. Um, but to me, they've, they've got to attack that offense. You know, it's got to be an offensive player. Uh, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself, but this is a team that you know, they were one of the worst offenses in the league last year. You got to call it call it a buck. And so, um, you know, as we mentioned, they're getting older. Derrick Henry's been the, the face of this team for a long time. But whether it's this season, next season, at some point, that's not going to be the reality there. And so you have to create a new reality. Um, you know, you got rid of Taylor, you got rid of Ben, you got to rebuild that offensive line. And so for me, I would go at 11 and take my favorite offensive lineman, which for me is Paris Johnson. But we'll see what what the case is for them. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely tend to agree with you there as well with uh, taking Paris Johnson and getting another offensive lineman. Uh, some fans have said, you know, since they added a few linemen in free agency, maybe they'll go receiver and draft. But you can't have enough <laughs> offensive linemen. I'm a mind state where you just pile as many offensive linemen together, good quality ones, and figure it out from there. And, yep. you know, I'll use the 
An example from when we drafted Taylor Juan, we had a great tackle in, in uh, Michael Roos, and, yep. you know, we saw the potential in Luan, and, you know, he turned out to be a, a great Titan for a long time. But uh, you did mention Derrick Henry and how you said that eventually that's going to come to an end. We don't know yeah. when. You were at the Combine. There was rumors out that they were actively shopping him and then kind of retracted and said, well, they weren't shopping him, but they were listening to offers. Where is the truth with that? Because as you could tell, uh, Jared Scott is his jersey up. I got it up. You got a picture of you with him behind you. Yeah. We all love this, man. How much longer do you think he will be a Tennessee Titan? And is there any truth to the rumor that they're shopping him or listening to offers? Yeah, Titans question of the offseason, right? What is going to happen with Derrick Henry? Um, I can't imagine a Titans team without Derrick Henry, first of all. He is that team. Um, I'll say this. And uh, as far as Derrick Henry and the shopping part of it, first of all, um, this time of year is interesting because the shopping word I would be careful with. Um, I would say that listening is different than shopping. That's the way I would put it in this situation. Um, you know, Rand Carthon had made pretty clear at the combine that he's not going to negotiate in public. And I believe him. And so because of that, you're not going to see anybody come out and deny any reports that are out there. And so I don't know. Um, I'll just say, I don't know if that report was in his full, full uh, volition at that point. I don't think the Titans are set on trading Derrick Henry. Um, so I think there's a very real possibility that you open up September with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill both in the backfield. Not a guarantee, but I'd say it's a very real possibility. And so um, I, I, I wouldn't panic yet, Titans fans. But I will say, like, the 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 topic of Derrick Henry is an interesting one because he is 29 years old, almost a 30-year-old bat. And because of the way he plays – um, you you do know that his skill set is going to run out at some point. And the reality is, even last year, he it looked like he was declining at some portions of the game. It's not the same runner he was three, four, five years ago. Um, and so that's why I said it may not be this offseason. It may, may be at the deadline this year. It may be 2024. Um, I think at some point in the next two years, maybe, the Titans probably move on from Derrick Henry. But I don't think that it's a lock that it's going to happen this offseason. And in fact, if I was probably guessing, I would say that Derrick Henry's a Titan in week one. Now, uh, piggybacking off of that, assuming that Derrick Henry is retained, or I shouldn't say retained, but remains a Titan going into 2023. Um, obviously, there's, there's plenty of question marks as it pertains to the quarterback. Um, Ryan Tannehill is clearly still under contract, still with the team. There are ways to get out of that, get him off the team, whether that be via trade or release. Um, there is currently a, a quarterback that is not picked a role on a team just yet um, that I think you could argue would probably be the ultimate quarterback to have with the one and only Derrick Henry. And of course, that being Lamar Jackson. Um, we haven't heard any rumblings of, of Rand or Mike or the Titans in general, even hinting at trying to get this man a contract. Um, what are your thoughts on a possible reason why they wouldn't? And also, you know, do you agree with me when I say, you know, that could be the potential recipe for the Titans to take that final step to get to that, that Lombardi trophy? Well, first, personally, I would love Lamar Jackson and in, in, in Nashville. As I'm sure a lot of fans would. I don't know how much you guys play Madden, but if I made a Madden team 
my quarterback would look like Lamar Jackson and my running back would look like Derrick Henry. That's how I would play. It's just just the way it is. And so I would love the prospect of that. Um, I do not think it's going to happen. Uh, I, I just don't. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to be a Baltimore Raven. I just don't think that there will be any moves there. But at the same time, um, he is the style of quarterback that I think would fit great in the current version of this offense. Like, look at the guy they drafted last year. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of opinions in, on Malik Willis and what he will or will not be. Um, but best case scenario for Malik Willis is he becomes a version of Lamar Jackson. And he may never realize that, but that was probably the hope there and so if you want to have this same same style of offense and Mike Vrabel loves to run the ball doesn't matter if it's going to be Derrick Henry or whoever's running back if Mike Vrabel's the head coach you're going to run the football well in Tennessee that's just the way it is and so this will always be an offense um, where I believe the running back will have a featured role in and so because of that your quarterback is always great for that guy to be mobile but what's going on with Lamar Jackson right now is is teams do believe the Ravens would do anything to match that contract. And so that's why you saw a lot of teams backing out early and say, hey, we're, we're out. You know, they're not going to tie up their capital and a quarterback they know they're not going to be able to get. And so that's the reality there. And for the Titans, um, they do not believe that they at this point, in this stage, they are a quarterback away. As you see with a lot of these moves, they feel like they have to rebuild the offensive line. You're going to see some changes throughout. you got to rebuild uh, your core receiving group, some changes on defense. And so this is the offseason, in my opinion, that they spend a lot of time rebuilding the surrounding areas. And then th they also can use this time to evaluate Malik Willis, maybe keep Ryan Tannehill for another year or make a move. doesn't matter. It's kind of see, see what they do there. And then 2024, you will have an idea – if Malik can be the guy, if he can't be the guy, and maybe you go get your quarterback that offseason. So if I was picturing it, I think that's how this offseason looks for them. But unfortunately, I don't think uh, Lamar Jackson ends up a part of that. You're saying a lot with Derrick Henry is going to be the focal point in the Mike Vrabel offense, you know, running run the ball. We have a lot of holes to fill, like you said, on the offense. We have Burks, a proven, a proven rookie. You know, he had a, uh, not a solid uh, rookie year, but coming into it, who are we going to pair him with because we do need a veteran and we do need a, another young guy in the draft because they said they wanted to get speed on offense. How do you think we um, develop or even bring a, a veteran or, or a guy in for the wide receiver position? Yeah, I think they're going to be looking in the, the free agency market for values at this point. I think they're largely done um, from what I understand as far as like big picture moves. But this is the time of year you see veterans released. You see older veterans have to start a new up opportunity. You see guys like Adam Thielen trying to find a spot like that. I think you'll see the Titans sign a veteran um, at some point in the next you know, few weeks who supplements that person. And ideally, you, you find somebody in the draft as well, maybe not the first round, maybe it's the second round or third round that you can continue to develop there as well. And so um, I do think they'll add more to that room. They know that the receiving group was... Have to. You know, I, I don't know what's the kindest way to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. Let's just call it what it is. It was pretty bad last year. Maybe the worst collection of receiving, um, you know, group in the NFL last year. And so they know they need to improve that. And so I'd imagine you see a lot of time and resources in the draft spent towards that. This will be a good year for them to go get another tight end. Um, great tight end draft. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who's our draft analyst, called this the best tight end draft he's seen in over a decade. And so maybe you go get another tight end there to pair with Chig, and, and that's another receiving record, uh, you know, uh, weapon in that respect, too. And so um, I think you see multiple receiving options added 
a combination of veterans and draft. And hopefully you get a better year out of Traylon Burks. You see him healthy. You see him try to be that guy that they they hoped he was when they drafted him. Um, speaking of, you know, you said us being, you think, largely done in signing free agents. Uh, there's a guy that plays in the middle for us that I think we need to take care of and we haven't taken care of him yet. When do you think, you know, we signed uh, Big Jeff Simmons to the deal that he uh, deserves? You know, it's Titans fans hope is yesterday, right? <laughs> um, it's funny because this time of year, it, it, like I, I follow a lot on social media and Twitter. So you see all the other players from other teams doing their recruiting. And I noticed like Buffalo in particular, they've been, they've been in love with Jeff Simmons, you know, Daquan Jones, former Titan. They've yeah. been trying to recruit Jeff Simmons there all the time. I don't think Jeff Simmons is going anywhere. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just a matter of time. A lot of, a lot of times you're, you're figuring out numbers is timing wise. You got to sign your free agents sometimes to make a deal happen. But um, Rand Carthon knows that Jeffrey Simmons is one of the best defenders um, in the NFL. And I don't think they let a player like him go. I think they um, very clearly, uh, I'd say a part of why there's a new GM change is the uh, decision to let A.J. Brown go. And so I don't think the Titans make that mistake twice. And I think Jeffrey Simmons some point, maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's June, but you'll hear a big number for Jeffrey Simmons that starts with a one um, as far as 100 million <laughs> and, and as far as extension. And so uh, Jeffrey Simmons will be a Titan here, you know, for a very long time. I can uh, say that with, with a, a decent amount of certainty. Hmm. One more quick question I have for you. Um, speaking of being a Titan here for a long time, there was a report from Michael Lombardi yesterday about um, he believes that if, if Kevin Bayard doesn't agree to maybe take a restructure um, of some sort, whether it be a pay cut or converting it into a bonus part of his salary, that the Titans wouldn't um, hesitate to potentially let him go. You know, I think that is an asinine statement for lack of a better word. I think he's well worth um, what he brings to this team, not only on the field as a player, but a leader, you know, in the locker room. And of course, you know, the mayor of Nashville as well. I mean, he's a Tennessee guy through and through. Do you think there is a chance at all we could potentially, you know, move on from him if the number isn't right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Um, I hope not. Like I, as a reporters, we're not supposed to be biased, but Kevin Byers, my favorite Titan. Um, yeah. He has been that way for many, many years. Great dude, personally great in the community. Um, and I think that he's still one of the best safeties in football. And so right. I don't, I don't know. Like I had never, I hadn't heard anything about Kevin Byard until 
until that Lombardi report. And, you know, I would say Lombardi says a lot of things. And so, I, you know, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying that there's a lot of stuff that comes out that, you know, I, I don't overreact to in that respect. But I will say this, like, I've seen a lot of surprising moves in the, the offseason this year. You know, Kevin Byer is getting older. A lot of times you see DBs when they their cap number gets a little high, you have to figure out how to make it work mechanic-wise. Like the Eagles almost released Darius Slay. Um, they made it work eventually, but the plan was to release him coming off a Pro Bowl year where they made the Super Bowl. And you're like, why does that happen? Well, you get two tight in cap situations. A cap number gets closer to $20 million. And you have to figure out how to make it make it work. And so um, that's a position in the safety where it, it's not typically a premium position, but you have a premium player. And so it wouldn't surprise me if there were some conversations about trying to do something um, with, with buyer's contract as far as like making the cap number more palatable. But releasing him, that would that would be a surprise to me. And I, I, I just don't envision that as something you do as you're building this team up. Kevin Byer's not that old. You know, there's a lot of guys who are in their they're deep in their 30s and you're like, they maybe got one or two more years left. I think Kevin Byer's still got another three to five, if not more, good years of football ahead of him. We can have you on more because I totally agree with just about everything you said. So. <laughs> Titans haven't lost any games yet. And so when they lose games, then maybe yeah. we'll disagree on some things. Uh, <laughs> Cam, before we move on to our last segment, uh, you spent a lot of time in the Southeast covering the NFL, um, specifically talking about those Miami Dolphins with the addition of Jalen Ramsey to that football team. What's the temperature in the room over there, Miami? I mean, you got to think that move kind of moves the needle a little bit in the AFC East, uh, considering – when healthy, the Dolphins are, are are quite a powerful punch on offense and defense. Yeah, Dolphins and fans are excited. It's, it's really been a couple of cool off seasons for them because they went and got Tyreek Hill last year. Now was the big splash they made this year, Jalen Ramsey. And so this is a team that very much is all in. They feel like they're in a two-year window where they can go get this thing. Now, their big question, and it always is the question with the Dolphins, is can you keep the quarterback healthy? Tua uh, had a really good year when he was on the field last year, but he had the concussions, uh, missed five games last year, and so it's hard to trust a quarterback if he, if he can't stay healthy. And so the Dolphins seem confident that Tua's going to stay healthy this, this season, and, and really the season depends on it. Um, but as far as the Ramsey move, it, it changes that defense completely. Um, their other corner, Xavier Howard, um, had a lot of one-on-one opportunities where he got, you know, got, got beat, just quite frankly, last year. And so this year he has another guy who can help him out in those situations. They have a new D.C. and Vic Vangio, who they paid a lot of money to lure away. And so they think this defense is going to catch up to the offense. Um, and that AFC East is going to be a lot of fun. You know, Buffalo's won it the last two years, but they're running into the cap situations. And so they've kind of kept it stagnant. And then Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be a jet one of these days, whenever you know, this <laughs> figures out when I see the darkness and trades. I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, but <laughs> whenever that's done, Aaron Rodgers will be a jet. And to me, that'll be the, probably the most competitive division in football, you know, either of those three teams, probably not the Patriots, but either of the three teams I mentioned could, could easily win that division. And uh, that makes it fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Cam, we got a new segment. We were going to let Jarrett take over for you. The first one we're doing it with. So Jarrett, the floor is yours. Yeah. we got a first, we got the inaugural guest for this uh, new segment. So Sammy starts up with it. Think fast. So we're going to throw you into the hot seat. 
It's a new, okay. it's a new, it's a new little game called Think Fast. We have. We're gonna ask you a series of questions just to get you uh, to the fans to to get to know you a little bit more. So, okay. uh, first question I'm gonna ask you is Nashville or Miami? Miami. Yeah. yeah. Does Does Houston right. win the national championship this year? Uh, and they're Absolutely. cutting down the banners. Absolutely, okay. cut it down. Uh, favorite actor. Ooh. Uh, this is probably not great for the time, but Will Smith is probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right, respect it, respect it. You you already said it, but I'm going to ask you again. Your favorite Titan to cover while you were covering the Titans is it still KB? Yeah, KB for sure. Kevin. Okay. Byer. Pro favorite pro athlete you've ever covered? Oh, that's a great question. Um, favorite pro athlete I've ever covered. Um, man, you stopped me on this one. Um, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Von Miller. All right. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That's that's good. Yeah. If you didn't cover the NFL, what would be your job? Ooh. Another um, good one. I always wanted to be a sports agent before I did this deal. And so I feel like it would still be something in sports. So I'll go with sports agent. Or another sport reporter, NBA, or something of that respect. Boxing. You, I like boxing. boxing. I do some in boxing as well. Big boxing and, fan. Love boxing. Yeah. And if, if if you if you have or had, I don't know if you can answer this question because you work for the NFL. Do you have or did you have a favorite NFL team? Yeah, I was a Philadelphia Eagles fan um, growing up. Spent a lot of time in Philly and Jersey, and so um, yeah, I still still watch a lot of Philadelphia Eagles football. I had to go to the parade five, six years ago to see it. Cause I grew up every, every year with disappointment. And uh, when I became a professional is when they finally won. And so, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles was my team. Uh, where, where are you from? Cause I'm a, I was born in the city. I was raised in Cherry Hill though. So I'm a local guy as well. Where are you from in uh, the area? So I went to Camden Catholic. And so I went in to Cherry Hill. Yeah. Okay. Right there. Yeah. Small world. So yeah, I went right. to Camden Catholic and I actually lived in Sicklerville for seven oh, years when I was up there, but I did not go to Winslow School, so I went to Camden Catholic and played. Yeah, football. you are a good athlete, Dad. Is what you're saying? I played football. I, yeah. I thought I was a good athlete. Yeah, but it ended at some point, and That's so I, just, I moved to Texas right before my senior year in high school and played football there, and it was a different flavor of football. I'm saying I was a star at Camden Catholic, was not a star once I got down there my senior year at Texas High School football. Yeah. So local guy, local guy, I love that. She said you were a boxing fan. I'll give you a quick question. Yeah. Tank, or Javon, uh, Tank or Ryan Garcia, who's winning that fight? Tank, eighth round KO. I got I got, <laughs> I got, got Tank in the late rounds too. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first, guys. Tank in the eighth round. Get those bet slips in. Uh, Cam, we can't thank you enough for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, obviously, you can find uh, Cam on Twitter at Cam Cam Wolf. You can also find him, of course, on the NFL Network. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck, and uh, hopefully, sometime down the road, maybe we can uh, chalk it up again and uh, talk football. Maybe when some more things, uh, more layers get peeled back, and we 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 have more of an insight of what this league's going to look like in 2023. Uh, we'd love to have you back to to shoot the shit a little bit. 
Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Cam. Cam, thanks so much. Have a wonderful night. All right. You too. All right. It's Cam Wall from the NFL Network. Thanks once again for joining us tonight. Uh, I've obviously very laid back, very easy to talk to, and super insightful. Loved when he covered the Titans. Um, Did a great job. So we thank him for 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 joining us tonight. And uh, moving forward, uh, what what what, what's what's taking place since last week? I know a numerous amount of signings have taken place. So let's start covering that, right? So I got this list in front of me because I did open to show up with a pretty pretty heavy statement that I'll let you two go first on before I speak about. Um, but Jarrett, what do you got? Sammy has a list of free agents and guys that left the team and we actually That's acquired. So exactly what I was looking for. So I'm glad here, Sammy's got that on the on the record here. Here it is. All right. So what's your what are your thoughts, Jarrett? You happy, sad, pissed? I, I know there's a lot of you know talk on Twitter, you know, especially with you guys. You know, I, I personally love the additions, especially uh with uh, the San Francisco guard burn burn skill, I believe. I'm maybe butchering his name. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not an English major or whatever, but I love him. He's nasty. Uh, 500 plus snaps, zero sacks. Absolutely amazing. Arden Key is another guy. Uh, I loved him coming in. It's a younger Bud Dupree, basically. He was one of the best um, outside linebackers, edge rushers last year from weeks 14 to 18. He was uh, He had 25 pressures in that time frame, which was second in the NFL, only behind Nick Bosa. So uh, hopefully he can be a contributor. Uh, to the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel's offense. I mean, uh, defense, and uh, you know the other guy, Luke. You know the linebacker from Dallas. You know, just as you know, you know Vrabel special teams guy. So, oh no, I think we're all right, but I do think we're going to sign a uh, free agent wide receiver here, and I, hopefully it's uh, DJ Shark or Adam Thielen. That's my, that's my hope still. Ben, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think what what Cam said is is. On point right now. It's no fun when you're in the transition phase, and I think you have the Titans fan base a little not divided, but you have the fans, you know, that think that we're on the brink of a rebuild, um, and then you have the fans that think that we are kind of building this team with our new GM the way a team is supposed to be built from the inside out. I mean, you look at Brunskill, an offensive lineman. Look at Andre Dillard, an offensive lineman. Um, resign Corey Brewer. Um, you know, you look at um, Arden Key on the defensive line. Uh, Aziz Al Shair, another great addition. Um, very, very well spoken. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna um, interrupt you on that. Very good on that. Yes, no problem. Yeah, um, <laughs> So uh, Aziz Al Shair, great, great player. Um, you know, I don't know about Gifford. I think maybe they did that to troll our boy Will Compton a little bit. Um, but no, they highly, uh, you know, regarded out of Dallas. Um, you know, so I kind of see their vision a little bit after the first day. I think we may might have been in panic mode with, you know, just signing Andre Dillard and giving him nine million a year. Um, you know, I thought maybe we we're like, well, what what are we doing? This is the only move we made all day. But Rand took his time. I think we've made some quality, um, you know, additions. We lost a lot as well. But I think this is a division where we feel as though if we could, you know, run it back maybe with the same you know, uh, quarterback and bring Henry back and another receiver. It's a very winnable division. Um, our defense is going to be just as good, if not better, in my opinion. And I feel as though that, you know, they might might not think the window is closed yet. And, you know, I do not foresee Henry getting traded. I think Tannehill will probably be back. And this is a division where I think, you know, Jacksonville's good, but they have a first-place schedule next year uh until houston or indy you know put together winning seasons i'll believe it when i see it 
I think this is a team right now that, although we're in a transition phase, I think can still compete and win this division. And, you know, when you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. But after the first few days, I could see Rand's vision for how he wants to build this team. So um, I'm not quite as on edge maybe as, as our boy Salvatore might be. And we're going to let him take over because I feel like he's itching to, to tell us what he's feeling. Sammy, do me a favor and just put that graphic up again for me if you can, just so I can envision, you know. Here's the thing, right? So, yes, right? We, we might be able to contend. This is a might. Obviously, we should not be favored to win this division. Jacksonville should be favored to win this division unless something crazy happens. Because don't forget, they're, they're facing a, a uh, first-place schedule, but they're also facing, you know, the AFC South for six games. So, you know, that that they, they really should have a very good division record this year. Um, with that being said, you look at what's acquired and you look at what's lost. What I see is more loss than acquired. That's just the bottom line. Nate Davis was a pretty decent starter. David Long, one of the better linebackers in the league, in my opinion. Demarcus Walker had some flashes. Okay. Robert Woods was a starter, was a bust in our opinion for a signing, but still a starter. Cunningham, starter. Ben Jones, starter. Lawan starter. Perennial starters. Obviously, Lawan with the injury. But nevertheless, you're basically still – have not, you know, you basically gotten worse with these losses and these additions, in my opinion. Now, with these guard, with this guard, this tackle, okay, they could be really good. I mean, Brunskill looks like he could be uh, Vrabel's third cousin, but, <laughs> you know, he could be really good. Diller could be really good. I've heard nothing but good things about Arden Key, Aziz Al Jair. Very high praises from him, you know. I mean, that's a that's a David Long, in my opinion. Yeah, but but yeah. again, we're we're if we're just replacing better hamstrings. If we're just replacing, then we're still at square one. So, um, were these necessary moves with the losses? Absolutely, you had to get some kind of guard, some kind of tackle. Linebacker depth is depleted as of this moment until these acquisitions came along. Yes, you had to do those things. But we're still a worse team, in my opinion, as it stands right now, than we were after that Jacksonville game with what we're looking at on the screen in front of us. So with that all being said, yes, I still think if you got Derrick Henry, you can protect Tannehill. Burks gets better. Shea gets more targets. This team can contend for the AFC South. But, and this is, again, the biggest but, and I can't say this enough. I've said it a zillion times. If we are just going into the season to contend for a very weak division, only to figure a way to lose in the first round or at best the second round, then we are putting ourselves in the worst fucking position possible for the future when it comes to the most important position on this team, which is quarterback. So unless Mike and Rand already have some envisionary plan where they're going to try to get a guy that's already established in this league via trade, or I, didn't, I haven't seen who's up for a contract next year of the superstar quarterbacks, but unless they have a plan in place of their next future franchise guy after this year, then just trying to contend for a division and losing in the first round is going to screw this team's chances of the future. Because no matter what they do, they need a guy that we can all grow old with and our kids can grow old with that quarterback. And we have yet to find that guy over the past 20 fucking years. So with all that being said, I'm not saying – I started out the show saying we're staring a full rebuild in the face. And the reason that I say that is 
Um, this team could potentially lose 10 games again this year. It, it's a possibility unless there are people that we get that are absolute difference makers. None of these guys you saw, okay, they could be good players, but none of these guys are all pro. None of these guys are pro bowl caliber players. Could they turn into it? Maybe the LZ's Izier, maybe Key, take a huge step with Bowen, possibly. But on paper, these guys are not needle movers. They're just not. So, you know, uh, if you give me two paths to cross and you say, okay, you can contend for a division, win 10 games, get bounced in the wild card, or you can really basically clean house, trade Henry, whatever the fuck you can do, throw Malik Wilson, find out if he can figure shit out. And if he can, you're going to, you can, if not, then you're going to get your guy next year. Or the final piece of the puzzle would be moving up in the draft, getting your guy this year, whether that be Stroud, Young, uh, Richardson, and you throw him right in the fucking fire right away. Those are the, the paths crossed. But I don't want to take the path that you guys think that we're on because I'm telling you, it's going to do us a lot more harm than good come 2024. So, that, you know, that's my opinion. You guys can dissect that. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, you may not because, like I said, next year we're going to have almost almost over $100 million in cap space. And if we do, you know, fall to the, you know, in the wild card round or the divisional round, we can move up in the draft like Carolina did. We'll have that power to do it because we're going to have over $100 million in cap space too. But, Jared, that's like 20 – that's like going to be tw- – 20 picks. And, that's gonna. Any, that's gonna be really crippling. They're gonna have to give away three first rounders. Well, you, you're you're gonna build with the hundred million dollars that you have already. Because who who else is really gonna get a big contract besides Jeffrey Simmons now on this team? Uh, I mean, when you but you don't have to do that because you could just do it this year. This year you got to move up eight spots. Uh, that's I, it. Listen, I know, but if they're not thinking that, maybe they're thinking that next year. Well, maybe they're, maybe they're saying patch patch it right now. We can win in the division. We can be competitive. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see your your you know end of it now, hundred percent. You know, why not clear house this year and just be awful and get you know uh, Caleb Williams next year if 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 possible? I completely understand that, but uh, we've been saying it for a while. You know, as I know, I've said it for a while. As long as Mike Vrabel's his coach, I cannot see this team going into tank mode. I just it's no. not his mo. Um, you know, I see maybe a situation similar to Baltimore when they had Flacco and traded back into the first round to get Lamar. Um, maybe we see potential in a guy like Hendon Hooker and sneak back into the 31st, 32nd pick so we can have him for that fifth-year option and maybe transition the year um, with Panahill's DLE does and maybe get Hendon Hooker in there. I don't know, but, um, you know, I don't think this team is, is going into tank mode. I think Rand – as a vision, and I think we've heard from enough people who are respected around the league, Rank, Cam Wolf, um, you know, where they believe in what Rand is doing. And, you know, uh, it, he's going to have to prove it to us, but, you know, we got to give the guy a chance at, at his vision of And, you know, I just don't think that, you know, we're on the, the face of a rebuild unless things get ugly fast here and we sell at the deadline. But I think going into the season, it's going to be with the intention to win this division and get into the playoffs. Don't be surprised if uh, Rand sells this pick at 11 either because this, this, this draft is so deep in linemen and tight ends and everything else because if B.J. Robinson starts falling down the draft board and at 11 and, and Dallas wants to uh, come pick uh, pick him up at 11, we're just going to fall back a couple spots, you know? Yep. Don't yeah, be surprised. I said that a couple weeks ago, I think trading back is a huge possibility. 
he's going to want as much draft capital as he yeah. can. He can get and another second round pick. He can get two starting offensive linemen in the second round, and you exactly. could draft you could draft one of the receivers in the first round or vice versa. Yeah. Listen, I I understand what people say, and I've heard this 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 phrase comment a zillion times. Out, you know, Mike Vrabel's not the kind of guy who's ever going to go into a season and tank mode. Well, you know, my somewhat counter to that. He doesn't have to be like if, if you don't got this if you don't got the team to do it. No matter how good your fucking coach is, you can still tank. And listen, guys, I I, I know there's this perception that I just I love to disagree. I really don't enjoy disagreeing with anyone. I hate it. That's but I'm, you know, it is absolutely the truth. I fucking hate disagreeing with people because it gets me angry when a lot of people who don't know how to have a conversation try to just you know get personal and be a prick. But um, I digress. The point is, um, you know, this team has no fucking depth right now. Okay. Yeah. Chig still. Okay. Burks could come back. Have a, but any of those guys go down and this team becomes one dimensional. Like right now you have to hope Chig, Burks, Henry, Tannehill are healthy 17 games. You have to hope for that because one of those guys goes down and this team comes a fucking flat sheet of paper. So, you know, uh, you know, they could contend for the AFC South, absolutely. But forget about Mike Vrabel's ability to be a head coach. This team looks like they could be in take mode just based on the roster players they have on the offensive side of the football. Because don't forget, the only thing they've gotten offensively right now are these two cats that are the tackle and the guard. So outside of that, as far as pass catchers, as far as uh, you know, second running back options, we've got nothing, absolutely nothing. A team that could not score twenty one fucking points a game couldn't could barely touch twenty one points a game. Currently, we don't have anything. Currently, let's well, let's, let's fast forward to May first. It could be a totally different ball game, you know, from this podcast. Who, you know, right? But, but but who's that's just draft. It's draft and free agency. There's different waves of uh, free agency. No, I think you know, there's a handful of receivers out there that could, you know, prove yeah. worthy. I think a guy like Hardman with some speed, Shark with some Shark. veteran. You got, uh, you got you know, I want DJ Shark up in up in North Jersey. I think Darius Slayton has some ability. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. Uh, you know, the Giants. He back. signed with the. He signed with the Giants. Yeah, he's back to the Giants. I take that back. Then you know me. So. I still think there's a veteran receiver out there that they could sign yes. and then maybe draft another lineman at 11 if they don't move back, get a receiver in the second round, and you're looking at a different team. I mean, we have to give this guy a chance yeah. to build a 100%. team. If you, so, if you think – on the job and we're saying there's nothing there. I disagree. So, so I got – I mean, I agree with you, but if you think Rank Harthon is going to go into this season with – with um, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, NWI, and McMath right now as current receivers, it, you're nuts. They're going to bring in at least two vets to push Kyle Phillips and NWI because if they don't make the roster, the vets are taking their spots. They're going to draft a guy or two, don't know that, and they may even trade for a receiver still. It's so because, early. I love, I love the passion that we all have, but it's it's – it, yeah, it's, it's early. A, it's a, it's, yeah, it's the first it's early, week of but, but, but two things. First of all, Cam said he thinks that majority of the big stuff is done for them. So DJ Chark would be a very big signing. And to it, us, to us, but that's not no, huge. To us, that's, that's huge. That's a pretty that's a pretty fair sign. If you're going to make a comment like Cam did and said, you know, he thinks the majority of the transactions are complete for Tennessee, um, at least ones that have any sort of uh, I mean, what do you think you know, he would value? Ten million a year, you would give him three for thirty type deal. I think with a Pro Bowl under his belt and some consistency, went on went on the field. 
I, I think he should be getting uh, a, a $10 million contract. I do. Whether that be two years, 22, or, you know, yeah. three years, 27, something like that, however much guaranteed. But but I think he, he's going to get a, a nice little chunk of change from whoever takes him. Um, and listen, I, 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 I understand what the two years saying. Absolutely. But, I mean, I don't know how many fucking years – I got to be optimistic on these he said, she said, what ifs for this football team. You look around what's happened the past two days, okay? Some really good players went to some really good teams, okay? And some teams that were below average got rid of a lot of the good talent they had and replaced it with some, honestly, some question marks. So that's what I'm looking at here. Yeah, we can make a trade possibly. We can get some some high prospects in the draft. But, you know, I, I really I don't know what I have to hang my hat on right now outside of possibilities. And, you know, we've been through a lot as fans. I understand you got to give Rand the benefit of doubt. But I'm just I'm in a I'm in the mode where I just want to shit or get off the pot, like break everything down, blow up the fucking whole thing, push down the TNT or or make a fucking move. Go get Darren Waller for a third rounder. Like do like get some get some guys that you know are going to make an impact the second they touch turf. And we haven't done anything like that yet. So that's that's where all my reservations come in. Yeah, these guys that we brought in could be very good. They could be fan favorites in 3 weeks for all we know. Absolutely. But there's not a ton of evidence that shows that that's the high likelihood in my opinion. So I mean, I agree with you on that. I don't understand how these teams are, are getting away with a Jalen Ramsey for a third, uh, Stephon Gilmore for a third, and, and Darren Waller for a third. When we can't even, why, why, why not us? I sit there and look at the TV where they're going to pick up their contract. Third round pick. It's the willingness to pick up their contract and pay them what they want too, because we're not necessarily in a situation where we could just be handing out fifteen million dollars a year to a tight end or twenty-five million dollars a year to a cornerback. You know, I think we're looking at, you know, a transition phase where we can't we have to look for the towards the future in regards to what our salary cap could look like next year and not maybe, you know, spend it all this year. Would I love to give a third round pick for Down Waller? Sure. But he carries a big number and we don't have really too much money to spare at the moment. So, you know, listen, we gotta give the guy his 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 chance. Um from what we've heard, you know, I'm I'm a believer so far, and uh, I think he has a vision on how he wants to build this team. And you do it from the inside out, and so far that's what he's doing. Is the quarterback of the future maybe here right now? But no, who knows? But he could be in a month. He could be in a year. We'll, we'll see. But I want to see what what Jared said. What this team looks like on May first when free agency is really you know just about over with and uh, the draft's over. So you know, in the in the meantime, you know. What are you going to do as fans? You know, be optimistic. That's all we can do, right, Sal? After 20 years, that's all we can do is be fucking optimistic. And that's, you know. That's I'm, I'm riding the wave until the, until the draft's over, until yeah. I make any more comments. That's all I've done. That's all you can do. That's all we've optimistic. been doing. Like he said, yeah. that's all we've been. If you, don't have, if, you don't have, if you don't have Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, all you can do is be optimistic. And that's what we've been doing. For 20 fucking years, 25, well, yeah, 20 years, you know, McNair's been gone almost about 20 years. Optimism, 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 optimism. Listen, I'm just, I'm tired of being optimistic. I get it. Carthon's his first fucking year. I understand all that. But, like, you know, I, I'm just, this, this is a team 
that really, I feel, took a giant shit in their window. Um, and uh, I just, I want the yeah, new one started. Part. I want the new one began. Thank for, for creating a, that part of a, a mess. And this guy's here to clean it up a little bit. But, you know, I'll tell you what, sometimes when there's shit all over the ground, the only way to make it messier is to try and clean it up immediately. Sometimes you got to let it dry and then flake it off little by little. And I think that's what Rand's trying to do. If we want to talk shit analogies. Before we oh, no, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like our shit's been dry for <laughs> about five months now since a certain Thursday night in Green Bay. That's besides the point. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to wave the white flag. I'm just. Let, let's let's get somebody in this building, man. Let's just fucking get somebody in the building. Stop stop subtracting and adding half of what you subtracted, and giving us another year. Ryan Tannehill and saying, you know, we got to surround him with talent. We know what he's capable of. Just fucking bring somebody in. Give us some motivation as fans, because what's going on right now is just the same old song and dance. So we'll see what happens. Uh, plenty of time to, to figure things out and to improve. And obviously, we'll cover everything along the way. So anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up tonight? No, I'm talking about drying shit. You're talking about algebra, addition, yeah. subtraction, PENDAS. Yeah. Let's finish the show. Uh, absolutely. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, any of the platforms that podcasts are on. Uh, we're growing and growing each week. And uh, we need all the help we can get. So obviously, well, we don't need all the help we can get, but any help we can get is appreciated. We're doing just fine. But um, hope everyone has a great night. We'll keep you informed of what's to come and who's going to be coming on next and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you on the flip. So as always, tighten up and Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans on YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.